Welcome to Ag Credit Set It. In each episode, our hosts sit down with experts from all parts of the agriculture industry to bring you insights and must-have information on all things from farming to finances and everything in between. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Ag Credit Set It. This is Matt Adams hosting today with a great topic for ag producers, young and old. I have with me today two of our friends from the OSU Extension, Bruce Clevenger, Associate Professor and Field Specialist, and Eric Rieker, Assistant Professor and Field Specialist. How are we doing, guys? Doing great, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Great. So both of our uh, guests today both have uh, extensive experience with farm record keeping and farm management program at The Ohio State University. But beyond that, why don't you guys uh, tell everyone a little bit about your current roles with Extension and you know, a little bit of background for you guys? Sure, I'll start. Appreciate being here on the podcast. Um, This is Bruce Clevenger. I spent 28 years in a Defiance County Extension office and really enjoyed that part of my extension career. Uh, County Extension office is uh, an exciting place to work. There's a lot of questions and and programs that get done in a county extension office and, and worked in farm management throughout my career there in the county office, uh, worked in agronomy as well. But farm management was always an area that it was fun to work in. And uh, OSU Extension had an opportunity to fill a couple positions that uh, provide a statewide reach as field specialists in the area of farm management. And so November 1st of 2022, uh, three of us joined the ranks of field specialists for OSU Extension and began to really focus and specialize more in that area. Uh, and I keep telling people our management is just as diverse as agronomy or mm-hmm. animal sciences. And so there's a lot of work to be done in farm management. And it's really been fun for the year that we've been at it. And there's a lot of great things coming up. So with this with this role you're at too, even though taking yourself away from the county level and the extension where you got to really be you know hands-on with producers, even with this, you you know, more of a statewide, get to work with producers statewide, not just at the county level. Our role is to support county extension programs and operations, support our county educators to learn more about farm management and incorporate that farm management education into their winter meetings, summer meetings. It's a great space to work in. So Eric, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about your experience and some of your background, sir. Matt, thanks for the invite to the podcast here. Uh, you're listening to Eric Reeker, uh, as you said. Field Specialist in Farm Management with OSU. My uh, start date with with regard to the Field Specialist position was the same as Bruce's. It was uh, about a year ago, uh, November 1st of 22. Prior to that, I had worked as a county extension educator in Fulton County for just okay. a little over 10, 10 years. Um, not, not quite as long as Bruce, but uh, <laughs> a lot of things I've learned from Bruce, and so I appreciate that relationship. Um, in the county, had the opportunity Similar to Bruce, very blessed experience to work uh, closely with producers, both on agronomic and farm management type topics. Uh, prior to coming to Extension in 2012, I was an ag teacher in a local, well, Wasion High School, and always taught records to high school students. And okay. so um, I would, would like to say that work with uh, beginning farmers and ranchers and work with Farm records and record keeping mm-hmm. uh, started a while back. So, <laughs> and, and that's I think one thing you know we see at Ag Credit too, where you know we pride ourselves with our you know our beginning farmers and and you know in in our industry is starting that the record keeping. That's probably one of the biggest things. You start that out as as accurately and as up to date as you can. It because it it's just it's amazing what good records 
can you can learn from an operation and the uh, the uh, pluses and minuses. So that's just a, that's a great trait to learn as soon as any producer can. Yeah, and and those numbers get more and more real the older older you get, yes, right? But yeah. even starting with a small 4H project or FFA project exactly. is, is, and, is a starting point. And we look in, in you know our industry today, we look at our prices and the volatility and the fluctuations. Uh, you know, uh, the cents matter now, so it's uh, you know to be right. as accurate as we can. So. Well, guys, uh, we'll start off on some questions here. I know uh, back uh, back in the spring, uh, both of you gentlemen were instrumental in putting together the new Farm On Farm Financial Management course. Can you tell me about the course and how it can help our new and beginning farmers? Well, yeah, I'll field that question, Matt. And and you're right. Uh, the the Farm On Financial Management course was put together with a really a teaching team of of eight extension professionals, uh, Bruce and myself, and six other colleagues that kind of worked on putting some modules together. One of the unique things about the Farm On course is that it's it's self-paced, it's on demand. Uh, it's a course that's that we feel has a has a place for a seasoned farmer, but certainly that beginning or new farmer who maybe has has followed dad or grandpa around for a mm-hmm. while and and does just a great job in the in the shop or operating, um, but maybe hasn't been given an opportunity to to, to do those records like we were talking about or or have their feet held to the fire with regard right. to, to finances. Was, was this something that you guys just seen from the experience at uh, at your extension county level or is how how long has this been something in the making to to that we've seen a need for for this? Well, <clears throat> Eric, I think it got some traction once we filled some positions in farm management had a team of leaders that could focus in on financial literacy for farm operations. And I think it got started and was really supported uh, with some legislation that that was took some action and is there to support some new and beginning farmers. And I think it's always been a need, right? It's always mm-hmm. been something that's out there, kind of refining those skills. And so it's uh, right that us being able to build some capacity and extension, and then some other carrots that were out there too. So, guys, uh, what uh, what are some of the specific topics that uh, you know get covered in the Farm On Farm Financial Management course, and how is the course set up? So, the course is set up: uh, an individual farmer, beginning farmer, pays for the course, and it, it, it the course is provided through Ohio State's Scarlet Canvas course. So, you okay. actually kind of feel like an Ohio State student. Pay for a course, you get the certification at the end, um, and it's set up kind of sequentially with 10 modules and uh, that starts off with with uh, farm business planning, you know, some goal setting, some mission statement stuff. And then kind of the, the next three modules have to do with the key key financial statements. The first, second module is on balance sheets and third, third module Bruce worked on. Yep. So we get right into income statements and we use these words like accrual adjusted income statements to calculate net farm income from operations and then the net farm income. I mean, accrual, the word itself, usually scares people away. Right, right. I mean, it has the the word cruel inside <laughs> the word accrual. So um, we try to desensitize people to really uh, take that apart and understand why mm-hmm. we want an, an accrual-adjusted income statement to calculate that net farm income. And to all of our listeners out there, just so you know that all of us at Ag Credit, we're not crazy when we bring up these terms. These are terms that's industry used, so it is. Uh, it's it's great to have this. Like we talked before, 
with this course and with this information, it helps you be a better farm manager and also helps you work with your lender to find that best scenario for your farm. You really, you, you know, you know exactly where you stand. You're not, you're not guessing. And in today's agriculture, it's, it's one of those things where you, we need to be planning ahead, especially uh, when we, we look at uh, long-term forecasting that, you know, we want to have a plan, plan in place. So, mm-hmm. and these are not three-hour modules on income statements. These are digestible. They're, they're very simple. And the time frame of which they're teaching that content I think, like Eric does, a great job of cash flow and calculating cost of production. A couple more modules that that we have in in the course. And you talk about looking ahead and and having producers look ahead. We're in a time where where cash flow is going to be a, a, a pretty important uh, piece yes. of the financial puzzle. And so we have we have uh, participants go through a cash flow projection uh, example and their own example and and calculate their own cost of production, which is. Um, you know, we, we say we do those things, but to actually kind of, I'll say, be forced to do those mm-hmm. through a module or through a course, I think can be healthy for some of our young farmers. Oh, so. yeah. Young farmers and like we even talked before, even some of our, uh, you know, long-term uh, seasoned operations out there. Some, you know, by having that next generation that's getting up to speed on this and maybe finding, uh, you know, some different ways of doing stuff. It's going to help that the older generation of farmers like, Hey, you know, we can, we can be a little bit more diligent on our bookkeeping here and, uh, you know, put ourselves in a different position. Yeah. And, and speaking of record keeping, that's another one of the modules. And the approach I tried to take in the module was for producers to consider record keeping, you know, doing more than just a tax return, because I've stated it multiple times that the IRS schedule F Mm-hmm. Standalone document is the worst financial statement that <laughs> prepare yourself a farmer could use to make decisions on. Now, it contains some very critical information, all the cash flows yes. in and out for the farm, um, very important information for the IRS purpose. But the IRS really doesn't care about the success, honestly, of the of the individual farm. They want that tax return and information for the purposes of income tax, federal right. and state. So, um, if we can encourage our producers, the, the course uh, participants, to do more than a tax return, that's a great outcome. And then taxes, of course, is another module that an entry-level appreciation for what farm taxes are and maybe how to, to really navigate a Schedule F and to do it effectively and accurately and appropriately. Uh, and at the end of the of the modules, there's often a homework assignment, which Eric gets to grade and keep That's our right. students accountable. That, right. that is that is that is great. Yep, every assignment or every module has some sort of component that gets turned back in. Yeah. And that's some great stuff, guys. You know, and I we, we start talking about this record keeping. It's a lot of things we do on our end too, as uh, you know, the lender for our young producers. And when we talk about that Schedule F and, you know, our my credit analyst friends at Ag Credit would agree with you a hundred percent, you know, that Schedule F it's is a great snapshot of, but it, you know, when we really dig into the accrual or accrual earnings and really see, it, it paints the paints the history, paints paints the the year in review on the farm. You know, we can see where everything everything went. So that's just that is that is great stuff there. So, so Eric Bruce, you guys both said uh, part of this um, program coming into play here was, um, you know, some. Uh, legislator that came out of the state level. So uh, House Bill 95, the beginning tax farm credit. Um, you know, what implications does this uh, completing this course have 
for the producer. So back uh, a little bit earlier in the podcast, Brooks talked a little bit about uh, uh, a legislative kind of incentive. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's that's how you framed it, Bruce, or not. But it, House Bill 95 was that incentive that kind of helped us, along with our capacity, new capacity, uh, launch this farm on financial management course. Uh, as a part of House Bill 95, uh, brought to uh, the, the legislator by Mary Lightbody and Susan Manchester, uh, that was approved last summer. And, and as a part of that, the beginning farmer is required to take a beginning farmer financial management course. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's more than the OSU course out there and available for folks to take. We feel like it's put together pretty well and it is convenient uh, for folks to uh, farmers to, to take the course at their convenience. Um, that's the one side of House Bill 95. The beginning farmer gets an Ohio tax credit for the cost of the course, okay. um, which our course costs $300. And, you know, those courses are we're somewhere in the middle. Um, but that that is a can be carried forward three years, but it's never refundable. Um, on the flip side, the asset owner, okay, this is with regard to House Bill 95, the asset owner gets a 3.99% tax credit, Ohio tax credit, for any assets that they lease or sell to a begin a certified beginning to farmer. the certified beginning farmer that's so, okay that's perhaps the bigger carrot but mm-hmm. um, you know I can describe this program as a land access program uh, oh, yeah be- before we started recording we talked about uh, access uh, or, or land cost and land mm-hmm. access and and perhaps this this Ohio House Bill ninety five program could be called a land access program for beginning farmers and the farm on financial management course is the the one financial piece required of the beginning farmer. Um, now, as we went through our modules, you didn't hear us talking at all about agronomy or livestock husbandry or, or anything like that. So this is this is very much, and the legislature has re- recognized this, is that we need young and beginning producers to have a good handle on their farm finances. And that right. was the impetus for the program. And I think that's one thing to keep in mind, all of our listeners, too, the state of Ohio. And I hope that there's other listeners listening just not to our great state. But, you know, it really says a lot for our OSU extension and our state to be putting programs like this out. It's it's showing that agriculture is our number one industry in Ohio and that we're trying to just, that sustainability and bringing that next generation, making it a little more cost-effective for them. Make, uh, you know, because we, you know, we talked earlier before our uh, podcast started, you know, when we talk about the average age of our producers now and where we are at in the industry, there's a gap. And we need uh, we need young guys to keep moving in and uh, work in these operations, and it gets tougher and tougher every year. And we see it, you know, on our side as as a premier lender for our young farmers that, you know, it's 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 tough it's tough to get going. So any little bit that we can do, and I think that's just what you guys are doing, and you know, backing up our young producers. That's just you know, it's something. I'm sure other states may have it, but I may be a little biased. But I, I think that uh, you know our state and what you guys do, we are probably uh, you know top of the game on this. We will accept your bias. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so uh, we'll go to the next question here. Um, this program aligns with the USDA Farm Service Agency's beginning farmer and rancher loans, which Ag Credit participates in with their joint financing programs. And I will say that's one. Th- uh, when I became a lender um, for our association, that this is a great program, something we work very close with with our uh, USDA FSA offices. It's, we have helped so many producers, young producers, get their foot in the door, get started with this program. So with this, uh, 
with this uh, program, you know, uh, how does this course fit into something like that? So another good question, and, and we kind of knew this as we were putting this course together, that that Ohio or Ohio State did not have a course that, that kind of met the farm financial course requirement that was necessary for the FSA direct down payment mm-hmm. loan program uh, as a part of the beginning farmer rancher loan program at USDA. Um, and so we, we made the proposal, we put a package together to propose to Ohio FSA. They approved our course at the same time that Ohio Department of Agriculture approved the course for the beginning farmer tax credit program. And so what better, when we were putting together with the teaching team, what a, what a better package than to say, hey, this qualifies, uh, the beginning farmer can get the tax credit. Right. And also it kind of gets them this certificate or stamp of approval to uh, move forward uh, with the FSA direct down payment loan program. And I acknowledge that that sometimes is in a- after the fact, mm-hmm. you know, the, the financial course uh, for FSA loans is is kind of required afterwards. But yes. um, yeah. it just, it was just good timing, I think, and, and worked out well for us. Very good. So our next question here, guys, um, with our financial management course, is there a cost to this program? So uh, there is a cost. Uh, uh, the farm, farm on course costs $300. Um, and that's again hosted on our Scarlet Canvas platform, which allows us to basically allow farmers to feel like OSU students and, yes. and pay for tuition, so to speak. Um, if we were to put that course together, you know, we put some numbers together that are significantly more than mm-hmm. that, and so we're really grateful to uh, one of our partners that that have partnered with us, Ohio Corn and Wheat Checkoff Boards, okay. have provided some some uh, offsetting dollars to support the farm on financial management course. We're just uh, extremely grateful. We know there's lots of corn and wheat farmers in the state. Um, they are perhaps members of that association mm-hmm. and pay into the checkoff, and so uh, that has helped to offset the cost of this program to that $300 level. Now, when they apply, um, that's that's the tax credit value that they'll get. Gotcha. And then um, our producers, when they're interested in learning more about this and to sign up, uh, where do they go to do this? So the easiest website that we, we have referred folks to is go.osu.edu backslash farm on go.osu.edu backslash farm on. Perfect. And guys, we will put this on our show notes and links to this website. So um, the farm on, I I think we could we could make multiple <laughs> uh, recordings about this. There's just so much great information here. But I know you guys do a lot more than just our uh, the farm on program. So that's just one of the many programs. Um, what else do you guys have coming up through the winter months for our producers? Well, one thing, Matt, we're really excited about is a rollout of an in-person uh, two-day workshop on the basics of grain marketing. Um, this is a workshop that's designed that there is no prerequisite required okay. to come in and learn really from the ground up what is the basics of grain marketing. I, I think in the industry, we hear a lot of terms and terminology and lingo associated with grain marketing. Uh, Sometimes producers of all ages and all experiences sometimes need to sift through the lingo and really determine what is that telling me to do? Yes. Um, What what might the market be telling me or signaling me to do today or next month? Um, And what are those steps that I really need to take? Uh, Because 
if there are price point opportunities out there and I'm not understanding that lingo or know what the strategy is to take advantage of that, I might have missed out on some opportunities for profitability. Definitely. And I think that's one thing I see with our younger producers, especially as gray marketing always seems to be when we talk, say, you know, hey, do you have any resources where we can, you know, get some information? There's so much information out there and so much that gets put on these guys' plate that what what do I need? What don't I? What what's the information I need to be listening to? And so this so this program is basically it's we are starting kind of at the basics and and working up from there. And I think grain marketing can be very intimidating. Yes. So if if we are sitting in a room, am I really going to be comfortable about raising my hand amongst my neighbors who maybe there's a little competition for oh, yeah. that next landlord <laughs> or the next. Uh, you know, you name it, the competition in the rural community and farming sometimes can be in, intimidating. And so this is a maybe a safe place, mm-hmm. a safe place, a basic in grain marketing workshop that, that's being developed um, really with a, a top class of instructors. Uh, we're bringing in three of the best that we could find from the Midwest to teach this in-person workshop. Uh, this, is, this in-person workshop is going to be held February 8th and 9th, 2024. Um, it's going to be hosted at the OSU Extension Office in Union County. And we are expert instructors. We have one from Ohio State University, one from the University of Missouri, and the one from University of Kentucky. And so from Ohio State, we have Dr. Sinki Lee. Uh, he's our OSU uh, grain marketing yes, and outlook and expert. Very, I've, I've listened to him multiple times, just a very good amount of information he can give you. So Sinki is uh, is one of our expert instructors. Also bringing in from the University of Missouri, Ben Brown, who's had some time at Ohio State mm-hmm. as well. Uh, well respected across the Midwest for his expertise in grain marketing and strategies. We also have Grant Gardner, University of Kentucky. And so essentially a counterpart to Sinki and Ben as an agricultural economist focusing in on grain marketing. Uh, these three experts are going to help the participants, the students of this workshop, uh, the producers, you know, navigate two days of this workshop. These are day-long workshops. Okay. That's going to be, uh, it sounds like a deep dive, but it is for basics of grain marketing. Uh, the other component that we're putting together is a panelist of, of trading professionals. And so we're going to have two merchandisers, actually one merchandiser, a, a consulting ad- advisor, mm-hmm. And then also an end user um, buyer of grain. So I think we have all three avenues of the merchandising covered in this panel of experts that our students, our our farmers, I want to call them students, but really (laughs) it's not like an academic class. This is going to be a workshop geared to to learn about the practices of grain marketing. And I think that that'll be a very interesting class just for one, getting to from the analyst point of view to the actual trader to your end user just what they're looking for what their trends are and how that all can can really mesh together to make a always want to say a solid marketing plan but is is uh the way our gray markets are the more information you can have the better but i i think there again we go back to that having a plan and and kind of having your baseline knowing where where to start where where so many of our young producers you know, do I haul it right in? You know, as soon as I haul it in the elevator, do I just cash out right there and just hope for the best? Do I hold on to it? What do I do? And this is, I think this is something that I, I hope, uh, I hope you guys have to put on more classes because I hope you uh, get a lot of uh, individuals wanting to do this. 
we're really excited about the, or the farm office team is really excited about the, the program that Bruce put together and the expert instructors that are coming. So um, we're, we're anxious to see what happens. Does it seem to fit uh, some of the things that ag credit uh, clientele need? You know, I think so. And, and there again, we look at, you know, association wide, which we cover, you know, a, a part of the state of Ohio. Um, but when we look, I, I, I look at just not even our young produce, our, our beginning producers, but producers in general. Grain marketing is just one of those things where when you think you know it, you realize you don't know it. It's, it's, it's kind of one of those always, uh, one guy told me, says, well, you don't know what you don't know. And I, that's how I kind of look at grain marketing because there's just so many different opportunities and ways to look at things that this is, this is, a, I, you never want to say you need required classes for, for our farmers, but I would, this would be one of those where you'd say, you know, everybody would benefit, I would think everybody would benefit from this because there's, there's always something to gain on something like this. Well, and we so, hope it's more than just a two-day workshop and we're kind of building it that way because um, we're actually going to have a pre-workshop lesson uh, that, okay. that the enrollees will take. And this is going to be similar to the Farm On course, where actually we're going to have them go through uh, a module on knowing their cost of production and measuring their own cost of production and bringing that number with them to the workshop so that we don't have to take the time during the workshop to go through that calculation mm-hmm. and they have that number in hand. We're also going to do a pre-workshop risk assessment. So, you know, the three of us might have a different level of willingness to take risk. And for each attendee of the workshop to know their own risk level, right? that's going to be a part of them determining what they feel most comfortable in a marketing plan and what that looks like. And then following the workshop, um, we're going to establish a peer group amongst these so um, that's, attendees. That's great. Follow up and they can network and learn from each other. Yes. Uh, maybe I could admit my ex- mistakes and my successes and that could help my colleagues that have, were maybe in the same cohort going through this grain marketing workshop. It's yeah. a safe space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think that's something we talk about these peer groups. I feel that's something that maybe we we're, we're lacking in today's agriculture industry where you know, it seems like maybe we used to have it more, but with social media and everything, you're so vulnerable to everything. You, you don't have your, you know, your coffee shop groups as much anymore, and everybody's so busy. But just to have that that peer group, just to bounce ideas off of, and a little bit of support, I think that's something our industry truly needs to get back to and grow on. Well, the nice thing about this workshop, we feel, is going to be the size of the group. Um, it's going to be limited. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five seats are going to be opening and available. Um, and, and once that fills, well, then what do we do with the waiting list? Well, um, this is just not, a again, a one-time workshop. This is a two-year plan with an online course development as part of this trajectory that um, OSU is on to, to fill some of the needs in grain marketing. We will definitely be repeating this Basics of Grain Marketing workshop in 2025. But in the meantime, remember those expert instructors that we've We've gathered together. We're going to take their training information and have them develop with us um, an online course where, okay, similar to Farm On, where it can be self-paced, accountability built in, and really provide some of similar objectives uh, in an online course that one would get from an in-person workshop. So 
lots to come in, we hope, in, in grain marketing. Um, there's a, a lot of information out there. Where does a person get started? Yes. And when? I can answer the when part is, you know, now. It's sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And we hope that what OSU Extension is offering in a, in a workshop like this is, is an option for folks to consider. Very good. Any other programs or webinars or conferences that you guys have scheduled for the for the winter here months? While we're uh, all thinking about uh, 2024 crop and getting in the ground, we're uh, and that's uh, that's uh, you know on everybody's mind. It seems like as soon as we start finishing up the harvest, we've already halfway planning through for uh, for the next spring. But what uh, what else we got on the docket for this winter, guys? So in kind of in line with grains and grain marketing is is uh, an, an event that I put together. Now this is the second year. It'll be the 2024 Ohio State Organic Grains Conference. It's coming up perhaps the first uh, first event after the first of the year. It'll be January 4th and 5th. Okay. And so um, still has a, a huge element of grain marketing and farm management, but also some agronomy that's involved uh, for some of our value-added producers mm-hmm. who have kind of gone that direction of, of organic grain production. The state of Ohio has has just over 80,000 acres of organic grain in production. And that's really, really uh, if you looked at a pie graph, to be fair, that's less than 1% of the acres. But it's, but that's, it's, that's surprising. I, it's I did still not a chunk. know, yeah. So we're, we're um, it's kind of come out of a, a, a needs assessment that we've realized that we weren't addressing the needs of those producers. And January of 2023, we offered a conference here in Northwest Ohio and, and got good response. And we'll be doing that again. We have some farmer panelists and some researchers and uh, other other personnel that have worked in that space, consultants that have worked in the organic grain space that'll be at gotcha. Maumee Bay State Park January 4th and 5th. Very good. So, so on the, our organic uh, grain site, is that um, as those acres have they been increasing year after? Is that is that a growing trend in our state? So in the state of Ohio, we are ranked fifth in in the nation as the number of acres that are in transition. So okay. we're behind California, New York, Wisconsin, and uh, Pennsylvania uh, in the number of acres that are in transition according to the, the most recent NAS data. So. Um, I think that's fairly significant, but oh, it's yeah. still, uh, you know, re- compared to commodity acres, it's still a s- very small slice. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when you talk with those producers in a room, you, uh, again, very good peer groups and very good uh, person-to-person learning uh, that they're they're very willing to share what they're doing and, and uh, markets that they have and how, how they're working to, to increase their bottom line, albeit in a little bit different fashion mm-hmm. than raising number two yellow corn. Very good. So we have um, a lot of good programs coming up uh, this year with OSU. And I think there might be one more that I know we kind of talked about, guys. I think, uh, you know, probably one of the uh, big ones, I'd say, on all of our producers' minds. So what do we got coming up for that? Planning for the future of your farm. This is that farm transition planning topic. And very important, as you mentioned, sometimes thought of being taboo to talk about because mm-hmm. um, often it refers to transfer of assets. It refers to sometimes family members or business partners' deaths. And that's, uh, that's tricky territory to, to navigate yeah. um, with, with heirs and uh, farm business partners. Uh, but just because it's difficult to talk about doesn't mean it's not 
so important for the success of that business to continue. Yes. And if that is in fact a goal, and how many of our producers say that we want the business to continue after I'm gone? And but yet if we're hesitant to to make a plan, how smooth is that transition going right. to be? So workshops that provide a, a structure of how do we get our our arms wrapped around of this thing called farm transition planning um, is really part of what Extension has to offer. And so Eric and I have a colleague, David Marison, the third of the field specialists in farm management. He's the the leader for the farm transition planning efforts, along with our attorney, Robert Moore, who's with the OSU Agriculture Resource Mm -hmm. Law Program. Uh, David and Robert do a great job of both in-person workshops and also webinars that address uh, the farm transition planning. I think one of the neat things that David and Robert are doing this year is they're they're offering a webinar portion so that out-of-state heirs can listen in okay. uh, on some of the critical conversations or conversation starters that, that need to be have had with mom and dad or, or mm-hmm. whoever. So I think that's a neat component that I believe is just being added this year. It is. And so the Monday nights, the Monday evenings in February, starting February 5th of 2024 for a four-night series. Four-night, okay. Will be a webinar version of that workshop on transition planning. And it's designed to really complement those that maybe can't be all in the same room mm-hmm. at the same time, but want to hear that information or maybe need to hear the information as well. Sometimes it's painful to hear, you know, maybe I'm not the sibling with that has invested all the sweat equity right. into the farm. And maybe fair is not equal when it comes to the plan of farm transition. So uh, those kind of topics are um, gracefully navigated with David and Robert, both on the legal side, the legal maneuvers and 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 strategies to, to make a plan. But also, David does a great job of the messy part of it. And when I say messy, I mean the the, the people side. Family dynamics. Mm-hmm. Kind of navigating the family dynamics. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's so that, interesting yeah. to hear this because yeah, some of the, one of the questions I always ask our new producers, we're buying that first farm. What, what's our end goal? What's, what's our goal here? And a lot more times I'll hear, you know, I want to build this for for the next generation, for my kids. That's why I'm, I'm doing this. You know, and you, you look at our industry, too. We're, we are a business. Agriculture is a business, but we're so much more than that. People say, well, you're either a lifestyle or a business. Really, we are both because it you live, breathe, die this industry. It is – this is everything we do. It's a business, but it is – it is it, it contains – it. It's everything we do. So when we look at this and, you know, that next generation, that's why I always, you know, tell people, you know, especially as, as an agriculture lender and a cooperative um, like we are, where the farm credit system and ag credit, I think we always set ourselves a little different where, you know, if I have a new producer sitting at the table and I see their four-year-old son or daughter sitting right beside, hey, you're going to, you're, I'm, I'm looking to that next generation. I'm going to be doing a farm loan for you. And, you know, if dad or grandpa sitting there too, we, we want to be multi-generational. We want to, it's just, it's that legacy that we carry, um, you know, to help, you know, keep a fa- the family farm going and just keep growing it from there. Producers need, I think lenders are a great asset for that farm management team 
to surround that kitchen table and yes. for lenders to be a, a part and have a chair at that kitchen table to help make informed decisions about this year, next year, 10 years, 20 years down the road. Lenders are so critical in that information uh, appetite. Yes. Well, guys, it sounds like the Farm On and other programs we have scheduled for this winter check several boxes for our new and beginning farmers especially. Uh, the topics are on point for what today's producers need to know. I want to thank Eric Reeker and Bruce Clevenger for joining me today. Remember to check out the Ag Credit Winter Webinar Series that kicks off after the first of the year for more risk and financial management information. Stay tuned for the next episode of Ag Credit Setup, where our host, Libby Wickstead, has the opportunity to sit down again with Ryan Conklin of Wright & More Law Offices on business entity and structures. Be sure to listen in. Thank you for listening to Ag Credit Set It. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave us a review to help others find the show. Let's talk ag in between episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ag Credit. For more tips and resources, visit agcredit.net.